But I think it's interesting that the, the message I have today is on distractions. <laughs> so it was, that's okay, it's a glad thing that I know I was hearing from the Lord because I had two different messages, but this one was perfect. Um, our scripture to open with, and we don't have all of the scriptures for you on the projector screen, so if you want to, jot down these scriptures so that you have them to look up because I don't want to say anything of my own accord. I want you to know that they're in, you know, and just to reaffirm in the scriptures. So if you want to just jot them down as we go. Uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 2 is our first scripture. <clears throat> and I'm reading out of the NIV, which usually what I use for when I'm here. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Um, setting our hearts on things above means we are striving to put heavenly things as priority in our life setting our hearts or our minds above on heavenly things is to concentrate on the eternal things, not just the temporary things. So with all the things that we deal with in everyday life, there's so many distractions that keep us from having, uh, that keep us from releasing, releasing our faith and doing what God calls us to do. It also keeps us from hearing God's voice when we are distracted. And it keeps us from keeping our peace and walking in love a lot of times. And also, having distractions also keeps us from spending time in his presence. It's almost like I heard someone say when they were talking about an interview about everyone, like you're trying to put out all these fires and you're just running around, you're distracted. So it is like total chaos when you're trying to do that. And what we need to do is to focus our eyes upon him. Allow us to keep our peace in the midst of all these things. Even today, like this could have, like I told uh, Linda, I said, uh, this would have ruffled my feathers a long time because everything's just not in our order that we're used to and things are just exactly the way we're so used to. But that's okay. God has his own order of things, and we're here. We're here to worship God. We're not here to do a routine or have everything perfect. That's okay. Um, so I might not get through all of these. In fact, I probably should have done part two anyway, because I tend to be a little lengthy when I get into this. But what's on my heart really is most of these distractions I know have ruffled my feathers. And a lot of the times we allow these distractions to take us far away from where we need to be. One of them is social media, our cell phones, TV, all these other things that come into our life. And yes, they are great, but they can also be a hindrance to us because a lot of times you get caught up with so much stuff that we're running around doing other things and focusing on the wrong things maybe or uh, not keeping our peace and focusing on what God says, you know, we can't let the outside world, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we have to be careful how we 
discipline ourselves to take in, it's like anything, don't allow the negative things of the world to throw us off and keep us from learning and seeing what God says about our daily life and how we should respond and how we should be as Christians. Because let me tell you, sometimes even though we are Christians, and I'm guilty of this, sometimes things that just flare me up and I get involved and entangled in all this stuff and, and I'm like, this is wrong and why does someone think that? And this, Everyone has their own views and opinions about anything. But the scripture that I wanted to go on that is um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 through 26. Um, see, I'm hopping around. I'm not keeping to my... But that's okay. We're going to wherever here. 2 Timothy 2.23. Okay. It says, Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. An opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. And they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Sometimes we want people to do the right thing or see the right thing or come to the Lord or understand it, and we can't fix people. And that's another distraction. We try to go and fix people. We try to make everything right, or we try to force our view on them to make them get it. But that's not our job. It says to gently instruct. So if we are in the Word and we understand how God's Word applies to us and how we are treated, we need to treat others with respect and gently instruct other people. So... But sometimes people can get into debates over a single scripture, like the wording or what it means and whatever. But you need to go to the Lord and ask him to give you guidance in the scriptures because all scripture is God-breathed and it's there for our instruction and, and teaching and rebuking. So I know myself, there's times, like, has anyone tried to change their spouse, change their kids, change this, change that? make things work perfectly for them because they're maybe doing something you don't think's the right way. And all it does is make us so filled with thoughts all the time that we're trying to fix it. And then, we, before you know it, we're not even spending time with the Lord anymore. We're not reading the Bible. We're thinking about the problem. We're thinking about how things could be different. I want it to be different. But God's God has his perfect way to deal with each one of us. Just like he got a hold of me, just like he got a hold of you on a certain situation or bringing you to repentance or to the kingdom of God. He has his ways and he uses different people to also to do that. So, but if we are out being discouraged and distracted by all the things and events around us, all the trials and temptations and all the things then we're not really being focused on what our purpose is here. We get sort of caught up in all that. Uh, another thing that is a distraction is busyness. I don't have a scripture for that, but I will say that we all know that we can say we're busy at times. 
And sometimes it's all good things, but sometimes they're not all necessary things. So in order to sort of scale things down to simplify things, we need to look at things in a priority, like what's, what's really important and what's really not important. Because our time could be very much used just doing all kinds of things that aren't really creating any kind of results or purpose or... And I know that it's great to have activities and be involved in things and be involved in committees and things like that. But do we always pray about it first? Or do we jump right in and say, yes, I'll do it, I'll help, I'll do it because I feel obligated or maybe it's because I feel guilty if I don't. What will people think of me if I don't? But sometimes it's those simple times of just being away from it all. I know I sit out on my porch and I'm like, it's so quiet. Like, I'm fortunate to live out in the woods where there's spaces, long spaces of time where there's nothing. Maybe a bird will chirp here and there. And I'm thinking, this is so nice. Instead of all the busyness and the noise and being here and there. But you know what? It's how we use our time. Don't get distracted by just doing nothing that's going to help you grow or help you just sit at the feet of Jesus. Like Martha and Mary, Martha was so busy, but she resented the fact that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And don't we do that? Well, I wish I could just sit at someone, you know, I wish I had time to just do that. Well, you know what? Sometimes we just need to say, I'm going to take time and sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm not going to let these things distract me. Uh, another thing that keeps us distracted <coughs> I'm just picking out a few here, is uh, trying to please people being something that we're not because we think we're expected to be that way. So we're being distracted for being who we are and what we are called to do and what, who God made us. Uh, that scripture is 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 4b, the second half of that. And it reads, let's back this way here. Oh, I'm wrong here. 1 Thessalonians 2. <clears throat> okay. Because uh, this is Paul speaking. He says, we are not trying to please people, but God who tests our heart. You know, we get caught up in pleasing other people and doing for others what they expect of us. When we're really to be looking to what God expects from us. Just because someone else says, I think that you should be involved in this, or I think you should be doing that, and I don't think you should be... Do we listen to that person just because of their word or their opinion, or do we go and... You know, we're not going to do stuff just because someone else wants us or to be something that we're not to please them. Uh, let's see. Uh, complaining, we have that. Uh, who in here doesn't complain? Okay. Nobody. Philippians 2, 14 through 15. Testing my skills looking up here. Uh, 2, 14 through 15 says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, 
in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in labor or vain. So, you know, do everything without... That's hard. That word everything is like, well, that means doing the things we really don't want to do. But I shouldn't complain. Now we're complaining it's too hot out because it's too hot. Before it was too rainy and too cold. So it's like, you know, what good is it going to do to complain about things? It doesn't really change things. It just adds to our disgruntlement and distracts us from our peace and happiness. How about thinking about all the things that offended you, people with offenses? That can keep us from being... uh, being distracted because when we're offended has anybody ever is it I know I think this way and some people probably do someone offends you doesn't it just keep popping back up in there like a like a video playing back over and over and you'll be thinking I'm over it I'm fine the Lord help me I'm fine then all of a sudden you're driving in a car oh I can't believe that then you start thinking all the words that were said and all the things, and then you start getting all upset again. Or you're going to bed at night and you're thinking, oh, I'm praying to the Lord, then I'll, sh- oh, that thing, I'm really upset about that. <laughs> it's something silly that keeps on nagging at you. And it's just going to keep on, and you know, Satan's having a heyday like I was talking earlier. He just loves it when he's dividing people up and causing problems and giving everybody an attitude and getting people mad at everyone. And, and, and instead of like, we are not having a thankful heart at times when we're, not, when we're complaining and when we're getting involved in things that are not our business. And that's another thing, getting involved in other things that are not our business to get involved with. Now, there are things that we are called to be involved in and that are important. I'm not saying that they're not. But there are times when God's saying, keep your fingers out of that and keep your, that's not your place. I'm dealing with that with that person. So you stay out of it. Don't, it's not your business. Plus God has his whole end from the beginning. He knows everything that's going to happen. So So anyway, let's see. We've got people pleasing. We've got complaining, busyness. Oh, here's another one. Overthinking things. Trying to figure out the whys and the hows about everything. I'm a thinker. I don't know about you. But there's times when I'll be just thinking about all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to reason it out. I'm thinking, well, why is that happening? Why is that? How did that come to happen? How is that going to work? How could I? And then it's like, I'll just hear from the Lord in my spirit, like, stop it. It's not yours to deal with. His it's uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So if we just get so caught up in thinking so much, our brain gets just cluttered and needs delete, 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 garbage in, garbage out. We can't figure everything out. We're not God. <laughs> and I'm glad I don't have to figure everything out, but why do we feel like we have to? Sometimes I think it's just like we think we have to know the reasons why so that we can live and deal with it. But sometimes we won't ever know the reasons why. There's reasons that I don't understand. I don't understand why God allows certain things to happen even. But 
I just talked to someone who went through something and they made a statement. It's like, it shook my faith and I don't understand why. And I said, you know what? There is no answer for that. I said, I don't know. I'm not God, but God knows. And God, in the end, when we all get to where we're going and if you know the Lord and we're in heaven, it won't matter the why's in the house because then everything is, everything is good. Uh, justifying our actions. Eh, I'm not going to get that one. Okay, so. And I'm going to wrap this up really quickly here. Um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is our scripture that I wanted to end with. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So just it's every time you're getting caught up in distractions. Just think, okay, where's my mind going? I think sometimes our mind just can go from one, I know women are different than men. Women wind around, I think, from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. And I don't know, they say this is true, but men gear more into one thing at a time. Is that true, guys? I don't know. Is it true? But women, we us women, we tend to think of one thing that goes to another, well, that and that and that and that, and we're like all over the place. And sometimes I, my brain can actually get tired. I'm like, what happened? I'm so tired. Did you do anything? No, I was thinking too much. I was thinking about all these things, and I get distracted. And when I try to pray, I really have good intentions because my quiet time, I'm going to sit outside, the birds are singing with coffee, and I'm going to do my devotions, I'm going to pray. Well, all of a sudden I'm thinking, did I put the clothes in the dryer? Oh, wait, what time do I have to be at so-and-so's house? Oh, you know, and then pretty soon, 15, 20 minutes have gone by with distractions, and I haven't even sat down and talked with the Lord. I haven't actually got what he has for me this morning. I haven't even given him my time that was totally devoted to him because of my distractions of those things in the everyday, everyday life that we get distracted with. It may be important things, and they are, I'm not saying there aren't things that are very important that we are concerned about, but we can't let it override what we want to be doing with the Lord's time, like what he has for us, because we might miss it. We might miss something important, because I will tell you, this happened to me. I didn't tell my husband this, but uh, I did tell someone else this this morning. Distractions. Talk about distractions. I was driving down the highway the other day, and I wanted to put my sunroof shut, but it's still new to me because this is a different car. So I'm going down. There's nobody on the highway, okay? So I go to put the thing up, and I look down, and there's a car in front of me, like right there, like stop by. I thought, oh my goodness, I, distractions. I just for one second or two, not even that. From looking to there to there, a car had pulled out of a street, 
and was not barely going, and I was going probably 55 or so mile an hour, and I could have just, but I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. What a lesson, because my lesson was already, <laughs> like, distraction could be very harmful if we're not careful. We've got to pay attention to things that we are supposed to be paying attention to, and let those things, throw off those things that hinder us, like Hebrews says, that encumber us and trip us up and throw us off track and run the race of perseverance because we know that there is a great crowd cheering us on. And so I always say a challenge. Like I had another incident too where my TV went out on last Sunday night. We remember we had all that rain. So I was watching TV and the TV went out. So I spent, I bet you, at least an hour or more going to this and trying this and rebooting that because I have a satellite dish and I'm going here and going there. I finally was so mad I went to bed and I thought, okay, I'll deal with it in the morning. But you know what? I didn't have a TV on at all that night, all day Sunday or Monday night until Tuesday. And I thought, you know what? It was nice not having that distraction because what happens is I'll go home and say, well, I'll look up stuff later. I'll do my devotion since I didn't have time this morning. I was busy running around doing this and that and doing dishes before I went to work or throwing clothes in the washer. So I'll do my devotions later. Well, guess what happens when you come home and you're tired and you prop your feet up? Click. TV's on. The next thing you know, oh, my goodness, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm falling asleep. I'm going to bed. Missed God all day, didn't talk to him, didn't do anything that was really worthwhile as far as spiritual. Our spiritual lives need to be, that's another sermon, but our spiritual lives need to be fed. And so we've got to be careful. All those distractions can take us away and spend and be a time waster. Time, time, time wasters. In fact, any of you who are on my Facebook friends, I'm just going to tell you now, I'm going to delete my <laughs> Facebook account. Only because for me, I've found that I have spent more time on that than I should. Cause I, and I try to discipline myself. I did a little better, but I think, you know what? I think I'm just going to just get off of it totally. And then that, that's just for me. I'm not saying you have to do that. But if there's something that's distracting you and keeping you from the Lord, something that's distracting you from keeping your peace, something that's distracting you from sitting at the feet of Jesus, Ask the Lord to show you what are these distractions so that we're not going to get entangled with the worldly things, the things that are not of God, the things that are not our business, and so forth. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that teaches us and gives us guidance. If we would just take time and really give you time, Lord, I know that we have... We are well-meaning, and a lot of times we are so busy with other things. But, Lord, help us to really analyze our time, analyze our thoughts, what we're thinking about, and how we apply the word to our daily lives. And we just, I just pray that you would help us, Lord, to just recognize those areas that maybe we just need to just look at a little closely and so that we can sit at your feet and really have peace among the things that are going on in this world today. And we thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides, directs, teaches, and comforts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be blessed. <laughs>